The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hi, my name is Lawrence Brooks, and you're listening to the Hoopball Mavericks Podcast. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for my betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Brady or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. One sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines. For the college basketball national championship game, Tuesday night NBA, Thursday night, and everything in between. And you know me, I don't give my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up in a promo code HOOPBALL and get your deposit matched way halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best, bet with my bookie. Again, my name is Lawrence Brooks. Thank you guys for listening to the Hoop Ball Mavericks podcast. It has been at least a week. You know, a little bit of life got in the way. Sometimes that happens, and so I had to step away and handle some family-related things. But we are back. I'm excited as we get ready to wind this season down. And the games are just becoming more and more important, which means these games are actually getting more and more exciting, which is my favorite part of the year. And so for this game... I'm going to talk about the Mavericks game versus the Lakers. I was actually able to see that game. I've been missing in action a little bit on these games because I've had to step away. But last night game was a good one to jump back in and catch up and see where we've been le- where we left off. Now first of all, let me mention I've been everyone who's listening to the podcast knows that I've been talking about how it, how important it is, is to win the games that you should win. And also with the load managing thing, being sensitive to the fact that they're playing a lot of games in fewer days, but if guys are healthy and they're able to go, they should play because they're still relatively young. With that being said, Dallas went from being one of the hotter teams in the NBA to now being one of the colder teams in the NBA. As you know, prior to the two games that they just won, they were three and five in their their last eight games. They were towards the bottom of the league in defensive rating. And over the year, they've been pretty good. They've been around 11th or 12th in defensive rating, but they were down towards the bottom of the league. They weren't defending at a, at a high level. And guys are not making shots. So it wasn't looking good. And so naturally, you hit a streak. You know, you hit a cold streak in the season where maybe you're not winning games at the rate you want to win them. And that has come back to bite this team as they're trying to make a playoff push. Now, with that being said, they want to avoid the play-in game, and right now they are at a dead tie with the Trailblazers at 32-26. and 26. If you're in the sixth place, you don't. You avoid the play-in game, and Dallas wants to avoid that game. And so all of these wins become very, very important. As uh, Dallas has won two in a row. The Blazers have lost three in a row. And so if they continue to win... Things could go in their favor. They, there's about 15 games left in the season, so they really need to buckle down and try to get wins. 
So with that being said, going into last night, which kind of felt like a playoff atmosphere type of game, you know, you get these big primetime games with two teams that have playoff aspirations, and that's kind of what happens. You're just on a collision course to have a highly competitive basketball game. And so watching this game, both teams got out to a little bit of a slow start. And even for Dallas, you know, in a game like this, you would think that Luka would come out and he would be really aggressive early, looking for his shot, looking to get off to a good start. But he was weirdly not really taking any shots or being as engaged um, on the offensive end, trying to score the ball, whether it's getting to the basket or whether it's um, shooting from outside. He really didn't shoot much. But they were still able to take a 31-25 lead after the first quarter. And another weird stat for this team is the fact that they're undefeated this season when they're winning after the first quarter. And last night was no different. They were still able to do so. And so, you know, Luka, obviously, he still ended up with a really good game. Almost had a triple-double, regardless of how aggressive he was not in the first quarter. He ended up with 30 points. He had 8 assists, 9 rebounds. He did have five turnovers, but he was still great. He was 9 of 11 from the free throw line and 9 of 21 overall from the field. So he still played really well and did what was needed for them to get this win. But it's still, and it's something that he does from time to time where he's just not really as aggressive in the first quarter. But I would say, I think that he should be aggressive. And this is just in general. I think that teams with a star player, especially if they're a perimeter guy who makes majority of the plays, If you get going early, it settles down the complimentary guys because sometimes when you come into games like this where you're trying to get everyone involved early, they might have a little bit of nerves and they're not actually on their game. But when they see that you get off to a great start, it calms everyone down. It gets everyone in a rhythm. Now there's more confidence for your complimentary guys. And then you just and then you just end up playing really good basketball. But Dallas was still able to do so. Off, they had five guys in double figures, even had a guy coming off the bench. I mean, their starters, all five guys were in double figures. And then coming off the bench, bench Willie Conley-Stein, he had 11 points and eight rebounds. And he was just really active on both ends. I loved his activity last night. He was a plus 18. That was tops on the team. And he his impact was felt. If he can continue to do that, that puts Dallas in a really good position, but it has to become consistent. And that's something that I've always said about Willie Colley-Stein is that he's such an athletic guy. He's so rangy. He still has speed. He can be impactful in that way, almost on a nightly basis. It might not be in the manner of he ends up with 11 points, eight rebounds, a steal and two blocks like he did against the Lakers, but he's still a guy who can, who can, he, he can deflect passes he can he can stay at the rim and be sort of like a rim protector in a sense and make a, and be a distraction to guys trying to get to the basket but it was incredible to watch him watch him play last night with such high level activity for a team that has Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis who came back last night and he held his own and did and did a really a really really good job for them under the basket because mind you Dallas the first time they played the Lakers they got ran out of the gym. That was on Christmas Day, if you guys remember. 138-115. It just wasn't even a contest. It was just the Lakers were just head above where the Mavericks were at that point, And it wasn't even a big contest. But in this game, both teams fought back and, and you know, traded blows, so to speak. 
And it was good to see Dallas come out on top because, again, at this point, if they want to avoid the play-in game, all these games are must-win. And some of those games where they sat guys out or, you know, they really didn't bring it like they should and lost some of these games to lesser competition, now it has come back to haunt them, as I said it would, where it's put them in a in a position where every game is a must-win because, like I said, they're at a dead tie with the Trailblazers in the standings for that sixth place and as it stands right now today if the playoffs were to start they'd be in seventh place and they'd be in the play-in game so with that being said for Dallas last night another thing that stuck out to me is is the amount of free throws they shot and made they're still not one of the best free throw shooting teams in the league but they were 26 of 36 from the line they shot 72 percent as opposed to The Lakers, who were 14 of 17 and shot 82%, but they only shot 14 free throws. Dallas shot 26. They were getting to the line. I mean, I was a little shocked at how much they were getting to the line. I mean, considering they were trying to get to the basket, but the Lakers were fouling them all night, and it was almost as if they were daring the Mavericks to get to the line and make free throws, knowing they're not a great free throw shooting team. But 72% still isn't great. But it's certainly respectable, and it's definitely a game changer when you shoot twenty, when you shoot thirty-six free throws, and you knock down twenty-six of them. I mean, you got six of seven for Porzingis from the free throw line, two of four for Dwight Powell, who doesn't necessarily get to the free throw line a lot. Josh Richardson was perfect, two for two. Tim Hardaway was three for four. Colley Stein three of six. Like guys were getting to the basket and getting to the foul line, and it was good to see. And and if they can shoot that, they won't shoot that high that many attempted free throws per game but if they can start getting that up to 18 to 22 and Luca's not the main guy always getting to the free throw line that will be great for them especially coming into a playoff series where um foul counts matter especially from game to game so that was really good to see i was happy that they were i was happy to see that they were able to be that aggressive and get the benefit of the of the whistle that was a good thing for the for the Mavericks in this game, and I and I loved it. Um, speaking of Porzingis, who got hurt in the third quarter, ended the game with 19.6 rebounds, uh, one steal. This was the second time this year, or maybe third time that he's played in back to back games, which is significant, which shows how healthy he was getting. But now he's hurt again, and they actually play the just so we know they play the Lakers this Saturday again in a primetime spot so hopefully he's okay it's reported that his ankle injury isn't as bad as maybe um it would have been assumed going into it if i had to guess i would say that he's gonna miss saturday's game but hopefully he makes it back because again these games are must win they're trying to avoid the play-in game and if he's healthy enough to be out there he has to get out there i mean he he won't be 100 percent obviously but if he's 70 percent, he's gotta go He's he has to play in this game and it would be important for him to play in this game if they're trying to get ahead of the, the Blazers in the standings. If not, if they're OK with the play in game, which I don't think they are, then maybe you sit him out. But I think it'd be really I think that's going to be something that we keep a close eye on because they'll need him for sure as they try to make a playoff push. And this is just the wrong time with only about 15 games left. For him to go down with an injury it's just unfortunate because he's been playing really well and there's been a lot of heat on him in terms of his um 
in terms of his durability and how well he's performing. And he wasn't really playing that well defensively early in the year, but he was starting to pull it all together. And now he goes down with an injury, which is just unfortunate because you don't want to see guys with injuries. And a guy like Porzingis, who I've been a huge, huge supporter of, goes down again. And that just was unfortunate to see. Um, second half, Dallas came out. They had to withstand a run from the from the Lakers, which you knew was going to happen. It's a game of runs, so teams are going to make a run. But Dallas was able to buckle down and withstand the run. And in the fourth quarter, both teams were just kind of struggling because, again, both teams are relatively good defensive ball clubs. It just so happens the Mavericks just haven't been playing great defense of late. But in this game, they were able to get stops. Granted, they didn't have LeBron James. And Anthony Davis only played in the first half. But still, it's a good sign when you see your team can buckle down, get stops, and do what's needed to try to win the basketball game. Because neither team was making a ton of shots, but they were both getting stops. And overall, Dallas didn't shoot the three ball well either. They were 9 of 24 from the field, 37%. It wasn't horrible, but you would love to see it around 40%. And they actually, really, they shoot more threes than this on a normal basis. Just so happens tonight, they they shot a few less. But they were also 48% from the field in general. And they held, they held the Lakers to 47%, which it's not a major deal, but it's a little less. And they lost the rebounding battle, but was still able to win the game. The rebounding battle, the Lakers were at 45 rebounds. Dallas was at 38. But... Also, with that being said, Dorian Finney-Smith, who has been playing well in April, is a guy who was actually another game-changing type of guy who was really impactful. He had 10 points, 3 steals, and only 3 rebounds, and he was a a plus 2 in the plus-minus category, but his ability to defend the perimeter, his ability to switch on multiple defenders, his ability to keep people in front of him is really big, and in this game... It was even more important because you don't want to let these guys get to the basket and continue to shoot free throws. And he was really big in that aspect of making sure that he was staying within his assignment. Because, again, he's one of their more defensive-oriented guys, and they were missing Maxi Kleber in this game. I mean, they only suited up nine guys. Only nine guys played in this game. And so his, his number was being called even more. And even more so when Porzingis went out, it was even more important that his defense stayed where it was. Dwight Powell, he was 4 or 5 from the field. He ended up with 10 points, 2 rebounds. Played okay. Could have been better, but he held down the fort. But when they actually got Willie Colley-Stein to give the valuable minutes that he gave, it erased everything that was happening with their bigs because he was able to come in and give them an activity level that just couldn't be matched by anyone else under the basket. So that was really good to see from Willie Colley-Stein. Also, they got some really good minutes from J.J. Redick in the fourth quarter. And for a guy who hasn't played much this season and for a team like Dallas who hasn't really shot the, the three ball that well, if he can continue to build off of that and play meaningful minutes in the fourth quarter, that will be big for Dallas. And that's something I want to watch for down the stretch because his gravity off the ball and his ability as a, I mean, obviously this is a down year in terms of, how well he's shooting the three ball. It's not as good as he shot it in the past, but he's also been dealing with injury. He's also dealing with age. 
and he's and he's also not a guy who is being relied upon to shoot a high volume number of threes. So he has to knock down the ones that he actually gets. But for this team in particular, if he can play meaningful minutes off the bench and be a guy that can be a spot up shooter because he's still widely respected around the NBA and he's a guy who's a proven shooter. If they can get good minutes out of him moving forward, that will be great, especially a guy that can shoot from the perimeter, open up the lane for Porzingis, open up the lane for Luka to do what they do and a lot of off ball action. They can run a few different things with him coming off ball because he's a great shooter on the move. And if they can implement him more into the offense and get him going in the fourth quarter, that only helps Dallas more. And so it's really encouraging to see that he was that he played some meaningful minutes in the fourth quarter and moving forward, how much can he contribute? He only played he played almost 11 minutes last night and a good chunk of that was in the fourth quarter. And he just he came through with timely shots. He had a really good assist. He got to the basket, mixed it up really well, and just showed the the type of offensive potential he can have on any given night, and especially in a playoff series where you just never know who's going to get hot from night to night. He's a guy who can tilt a game for you. So it's going to be really fun to see and keep an eye on his progression as he continues to get healthier, continues to see if Rick Carlisle can find more minutes for him in the rotation, especially if he gets it going. So this was a good game. I was happy they got the win. It was good to get back into the mix and watching these games. Um, I was missing them. I was especially missing the Mavericks, and I'm happy that they got a win last night. And Saturday is going to be just as important. And moving forward, these games are all playoff-style games, especially if they want to avoid the play-in game and get into that sixth spot. So that's all I have. Those are my points from last night. I'm glad that they got the win. And we will see how they move, how they do moving forward. Again, they play the Lakers again on Saturday. That should be another big game. Anthony Davis will, I'm sure, play in that one as well. And they'll be looking for payback. But as long as Dallas can continue to knock down shots, not sure if they'll get to the free throw line as much. But it will be important for them to rebound the basketball, for them to continue playing defense at a high level because sometimes the energy level just isn't there. And I know they get up for big games. I know sometimes they might play down in their competition, but big games, they seem to come with a certain level of intensity that at least keeps them competitive. So we'll see what happens. But again, thank you for listening. Continue to subscribe and download the podcast on all streaming platforms. You can catch me on Twitter at HoopBallMavis. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-M-A-V-S. And then also at LBSaidIt. That's at L-B-S-A-I-D-I-T. I will talk to you guys soon. Everyone be safe. Go Mavs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.